Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle, and I'd like to welcome you again to the third in our series of videos on Listening Well. I'm here again with Sherry Hudsmith, a trained spiritual director and director of leadership development with Grafted Life Ministries. Our first two videos talked about small group leading, um, listening as a small group leader. The first one we focused on before you ever meet with a small group, really almost a lifestyle of listening in that one. The second one we talked about specifically within the small group meeting time, listening well. And now we're going to talk about listening after the small group meeting, which is one of those things that may be a new concept to many leaders out there because I don't know that we do this very often. So help us process how does this work and why do we do it? Yeah, well, first I just want to confess to you, this is one of the hardest things for me. Like it's something that I've really had to learn to do and as a part of being a life with God leader you know in our training we talk about pray before you go in pray while you're in the meeting and then pray after the meeting and when that invitation came as something to pay attention to the pray after I realized how really resistant I was to it so first I had to figure out what that was about and it was about moving on like I made it through the meeting. I wanted to focus my attention towards the next thing. I like progress. And so I had to come to value what would be important about spending that time in prayer with the Lord after a meeting. And a couple things have um, become realizations. One, I need a place to admit where mistakes have been made or where I'm afraid of something that's been happened and I don't have a clarity on what to do with the same thing if it comes up again. And for the longest time, I was scared to have that conversation with the Lord, but it's been a huge growth opportunity. Uh, And to realize the Lord really wants to be with me in that. You know, James, it talks about if you need wisdom, ask for it. And I found the Lord to be incredibly faithful to give me practical wisdom about how to engage in challenging conversations or moments. It's a learning opportunity and it's a growth opportunity. And I'm, I'm glad I've learned to trust the Lord with that. So is your listening mostly directed with God? Mm -hmm. Is it directed with other people Mm -hmm. who are in the group? Mm -hmm. What exactly Mm -hmm. are we talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mostly been with the Lord, but sometimes something that's happened in, um, in, in the meeting that I'm like, It's helped me get to know the people better. It's helped me to get to know their journeys better and pay attention more fully. And so sometimes in that, I realize, I don't think that this person got a chance to completely express all that's going on there. And I'm feeling, sometimes I feel just prompted to pray about that for them. Sometimes I feel prompted to write an email. Sometimes I feel prompted to pick up the phone and continue the conversation. And it's been really sweet to be used by the Lord in that way after I've had a meeting, you know, with people. And it also helps me to listen better going into the next meeting. When I've taken that time to pause and hear what's really been said in the room by others, then I'm a better listener in the next time that we have together. So all of this process probably in all three videos that we're talking Mm -hmm. about listening well Mm -hmm. is something that you can grow in. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So the fact that a leader may not feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. 
listening well with maybe some silence in the group while you wait mm -hmm. and process mm -hmm. and listen to God doesn't mean that she can't grow into that. Yes, absolutely. And I like to admit, you know, where my learning curves are um, with people, especially when I'm a little ways into it and it doesn't feel quite so vulnerable and stuff. And I can just say, hey, I really think this could be an important way for us to be together. And I'm learning too. And so that's part of those kind of conversations. When I'm talking with the Lord about what's challenging, about living differently with one another, He gives me things to say, ways to gently name the elephant in the room and to admit that we need to learn how to do this together. And that's a good. Why is it that we're afraid to ask those questions about, okay, Lord, where did I blow it in this, in this meeting? Is it because we already really know that we did mm -hmm. and we don't really want to know? Mm -hmm. We might have to do something about it? Yeah, I think part of it is I'm already feeling some probably shame um, connected to that. And I don't, it'd be easier to just move on in life and not sit in that feeling. Um, and But the thing that's too bad about that is the Lord wants to set me free of shame. And I'm afraid that He's going to be condemning of me when I go to have that conversation with Him. I've been afraid of that in the past. And I found that to not be true at all of who the Lord is. Um, he wants to be my helper and He wants to help me love others better. And He's with me and for me in those moments. He's not against me. Well, I know that as a small group leader, I don't believe anybody ever taught me to process with God afterwards the way that you have. But there have certainly been moments when I knew I really blew something mm -hmm. in the group. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had no doubt, and God just kept weighing me down mm -hmm. with that truth until I mm -hmm. acted on it. I called and apologized. Yeah. I apologized to the whole group, whatever I needed to do. So I do know that feeling. Mm -hmm. it, it can really... It, it you do need to be set free from it, and that's mm -hmm. the only way to do it. Yeah, I would say the other feeling, in addition to feeling weighed down sometimes, the other feeling that I've described is it feels chaotic to me. I walk out of the meeting, and there's just this chaos going on. Like, it feels out of control. Um, I don't understand what's happened. I feel confused. And really, the only thing that settles my spirit at this point is to have a conversation with the Lord about that. And it's it's fascinating to me um, that I can kind of feel like I'm spinning out of control um, because I am. I don't know what to do with it if it happens again. And I don't know what to do with the reality of what's happened. And if there's anything I'm supposed to be taking responsibility for, how do I go about doing that? And, and so it, it settles me into a peaceful place and a wise place. I know how to step forward from there, not ignoring it and moving on, but actually addressing um, things. So it's been a gift. And I've been conflict avoidance. I've been in the queen of. Um, so <laughs> that's part. It's another reason why we avoid it. I want to get out of the conflict and I don't want to go back into it. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to trust the Lord with that. Well, you know, it's, it is difficult to process things when whether you've asked for other people's evaluation mm -hmm. or whether mm -hmm. you're just processing it with the Lord, mm -hmm. uh, because it does require 
change mm -hmm. for yourself a lot of times. Right. And as I, well. mm -hmm. and I appreciate you, you know, mentioning the other people too, because there are definitely times in praying one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, I don't come to peace. I don't, I don't know what to do. I feel like there's something I don't understand. And people that are more experienced than me in small group leadership, especially this listening format of small group leadership, where that's the focus of how we engage with one another. And it's so different from what's typical. Um, I've needed to call people up and say, this is what's going on and I don't know what to do. And I don't know why I'm responding this way. Like sometimes it's really all about me. It has very little to do with what's happened in the group. It's really my reaction to something that's going on. And I'm realizing I'm needing help because I'm struggling um, to trust what the Lord's asking of me in a group or how to relate to somebody in the group. And you know, as a leader of anything, whether it's a small group or anything, there's some comfort in feeling in control. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that chaos or that feeling like I, I'm not sure what to do here can be very disturbing. But then again, it brings us back to the fact that really God is the one that has to show us what to do and mm -hmm. he's the one that has to move in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. We can't really do it ourselves anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's even just that benefit of mm -hmm. uh, realizing that things could have been better. Yeah, and the thing about it is is that I found that he actually really wants to help me with that a lot. Like, I feel like he's celebrating when I'm willing to come and have that conversation with him. And the other thing is, like, I've been in groups, for, you know, for years where other leaders or my leadership, we were ignoring stuff that was going on in the room and people didn't feel loved. And they drifted away and we didn't know why. And they had trouble expressing, you know, what was going on themselves, um, you know, to me. Or I had trouble expressing that to another leader. And so if I'm letting the Lord be a part of that, there's a bonding and a growth in um, relationship and love for one another that happens in that. Can you uh, give a little more insight? You said some of these people felt that they had been ignored in the group. Mm -hmm. Specifically, what would cause them to feel that way that might be the norm for many of us as small group leaders. What kinds of things make somebody feel like nobody cares about me, I've just been ignored in this group? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that's come to mind for me is thinking about it in terms of a family. And if, if I'm the parent and I have got eight daughters, let's say it's a women's group, and there's a couple of stories that I really resonate with, am I celebrating those stories and am I congratulating their victories and am I investing in those two over the other six where I don't maybe automatically resonate as much? Am I picking favorite children? in the group. Um, and I was so glad when the Lord gave me that kind of metaphor for what it can be like, because it, it hurts to be the ignored child, you know, and what I don't love about that metaphor is it sounds paternalistic and that's not, you know, how I engage. I'm with peers, you know, when I'm in a group of adult women, but it, it did give me, um, a touchstone for what it could be like to feel, like the leader doesn't really know you, love you, able to honor your story, doesn't know what to do with you. Uh, you know, you can put off that sense to others without even realizing you're doing it. And all of that should be part of this listening well mm -hmm. to God and what's been going on and to the women in the group yes. after the meeting. Yeah, that, that realization came up in a conversation with the Lord after a group meeting. Do you have any other suggestions for listening well? Any other? 
Just remember how much God loves you. And when he's called you into leadership, he wants to be there for you and with you. And be excited about growing and have somebody in your life that you're growing with as another leader that you can share these challenges and these victories with. Yeah, that's, those are great, great things to remember. And I particularly uh, appreciate your saying, have another leader in your life, because I think that's really important in any area of leadership that you're not really out there alone and you have other, other people who are helping you and walking alongside you and praying for you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sherry. I feel like this series on Listening Well has been so beneficial and needful, and I know that there will be many small group leaders who will be encouraged and challenged and, and growing because they have listened to this and watched our video. If you do have any questions about anything that you've heard in any of the three videos, um, I'd love to talk with you. Just contact our ministry, Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Sherry has also put reflection questions to download for all three of the videos on our resource page on our website. We also have a resource list of various resources that are helpful to leaders, and Sherry has put some things on there that would help you in this area and in other areas of her expertise. And there are also other small group uh, resources listed there. There are just a multitude of things, and we continue to add to that list. So if you have downloaded it before, please go and look at it again and make sure that you have all the resources that we have given you. And our prayer for you really is just that you do listen well as you lead your small group and that we know that God will bless that. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.